Hey everyone, how you doing today? As you know, it is Monday. It's part of our expert series. We bring you Greg Dickerson. How you doing, sir? <laughs> I'm doing great. Yeah, you're on. You're on the road, right? Doing doing Christmas holiday stuff. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, COVID COVID Christmas. You know, so we, you, know, you can't do the family gathering. So I'm picking stuff up, dropping stuff off, and you know that. And we got we have people spread all over the place. So today I'll be on the road for about seven hours. Wow. Well, thank you for giving us 45 minutes or so of your time to do this. It's uh, greatly appreciated. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Mondays with Michael. I look forward to this. We always have great discussions. I appreciate that. Me too. I, I, I love, I love all of these discussions. The first thing I want to do is I don't know about you, but I always get kind of reflective during this time of year. It really came mm -hmm. from my sales careers. We're usually are winding down this part of the year and I'm always, and as a leader, you're not only trying to finish a year, but you're planning another year. So I'm always, I was always caught reflective this time of the year. And yeah, I think 2020 is one of those years you need to look at. Um, but I want to, I want to, if we can look at it as a learning lesson, I think a lot of people mm -hmm. are going to talk about 2020 just being a terrible year. And it was, but I don't want to, I don't want to look backwards. I want to look at the, the, the year and go, okay, what, what can I add to my bag of tricks? What, what am I reminded of importance? What do I hope others take for this? Frankly, what Greg, you and I can do on our YouTube channels to really help people going into mm -hmm. 2021. So I'll start there. What, what, what did you learn or what's the lesson you learned? And we'll just, we'll just bat it around like ping pong. What's the first lesson you took from 2020? We should have been in the hedge fund business. <laughs> we we should we should have been in the hedge fund investment fund business so we can get free money from the government to reinvest in stocks that's that's the biggest lesson of 2020 <laughs> don't bet against the fed yeah yeah that's a good one don't bet against the fed uh what, no, what, no. yeah go ahead. go ahead no go please yeah yeah well so you know for me the biggest takeaway of 2020 was the biggest takeaway i had in 2008 and 9 hmm. you know back then i was young i was on the upswing i was doing deals left and right it just everything was easy and i had no clue that something like 2008 and 9 could happen and, you know, fast forward to 2020 and, you know, Bill Gates, you know, warned about it. We've had pandemics before, but again, who would have thought that it could have this kind of an effect on the world and the yeah. economy and everybody's life and everybody's business. And, you know, this is a very minimal thing so far and I'm not minimizing anything, but I'm just saying compared to like the Spanish flu, mm -hmm. you know, other things that were much worse where people were just dropping dead instantly, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, it's a very different thing, but still extremely destructive to people's lives, the economy. And, you know, I just, I've never been through anything like this in my life. So it's, it's, you know, to me, it, the lessons are life is precious. It goes by quick. You never know when you're going to get upended and anything can and will happen at any given time when, when you least expect it. Yeah, there's a lot in there that I totally agree with. I actually have a list because I knew this was a topic I wanted us to talk about today. So first one I want to hit that I was on my list was life is precious. For me, this even started before the health crisis. I was in Taiwan in late January, early February. And I remember waking up in the morning, Olivia, my wife, leaned over and said, Kobe Bryant died. Right. I'm a, I'm a season ticket holder of the Warriors. I'm a basketball fan. I've been that way for decades. And whether or not, you know, you're the whole Kobe Bryant story of his life, that was tragic, right? Six or seven people, in addition to him, lost their life. It's just a reminder, right? Just because he's a, worth $100 million or whatever it is, and he won a Grammy and he's arguably one top five basketball player of all time, gone in an instant. And then, of course, the crisis 
and all the loss of life. And then there was um, Chadwick Boseman, that uh, actor from um, Black Panther, who I was amazed by as an actor. He, he comes out mm-hmm. of nowhere and has stage four uh, cancer and, and, and we lose him. And 2020 has been a reminder that life is precious. Don't, don't, don't take yourself too serious. Remember others. And that's really been a pivot for me is, you know, think about others, right? Give, serve, all of that, which is something that I know is important to you. I mean, first, first interview or second one we did, you talk about service, of service to others. And if you're the CEO, you serve and you really helped hammer that home with me. But those are ones. And then the other one you talked about is like you, it was, it was, it wasn't, yeah, easy is okay. I think it was very straightforward, kind of 03, 04, 05, 06, and then out of nowhere, the Great Recession. And it got hard. And, and like you, I didn't mm-hmm. see that coming. And um, yeah, I, th- it just, I think all of that is, is really good. And then the last one I'll throw out there uh, to maybe we kick around is, is when I look at other people and, and I'm really trying to help and inspire the importance of an emergency fund, right? It's talked mm-hmm. about Dave Ramsey and Susie Orman and all these folks, but it's never, you never really think about it in seriousness until a crisis happens. And I just want people to realize while 2020 is unique and hopefully never to be repeated in our lifetime, I hate to tell you this, but we're going to have three, four, five, six more recessions in your lifetime. Uh, so don't, don't skimp on your emergency fund. That's something I take away. Yeah, you know, and this this pandemic, you know, won't be the last from what the scientists tell you, you know, there'll be another one. Um, but, you know, the, the lessons are, you know, 2008 and nine, you know, leverage. So reserves and leverage, the lessons of now are reserves and leverage, right? Don't be over leveraged in your life, in your personal balance sheet, in your business, in your real estate assets, and make sure that you have reserves to weather the storm and, uh, you know, be prepared for anything, you know, that can and will happen. you know, the rule of thumb used to be you want to have six months worth of living expenses in the bank. I think now people mm-hmm. have seen you probably need to have a year or, or more mm-hmm. uh, of liquid reserve asset, you know, cash in the bank at all times, you know, just in case anything happens. And you don't want to tap your available credit. You want to keep that available as well so that you have cash reserves and you have available credit you know, to kind of get you down the road, you know, quite a bit if, if you need to. And, you know, over leverage is a, is a very bad thing uh, in every aspect of the game. I mean, that's, you know, what causes banking crisis, you know, an M&A back when companies were doing leverage buyouts, you know, that, that caused a big problem, um, you know, pre-2008 and 2009. And then, you know, 08 and 09 was real estate over leveraged. And, you know, here we are now in, in, you know, 2020, and we're getting over leveraged in financial assets. And, you know, there's going to be, you know, a piper to pay at the end of the day there. So, you know, back to the the whole thing about service and leadership and things like that. You know, I do talk about bottom up leadership, you know, the leader is at the bottom of the pyramid, you flip it upside down, and you're serving everybody in your organization, selling is serving, you know, everything that we do, as human beings in a business and in your life, you're serving somebody else. If you're in a family, you're serving your family members. If you're in a company, you're serving your company. If you're in the service military, you know, you're serving your country. Um, but at the end of the day, it's all about service. And you know, what, what uh, the takeaways of all this is, is that, you know, relationships are the, are the most important thing in life. You know, everybody talks about relationships in terms of business and networking and things like that. You know, at the end of the day, it's all about relationships. It's the most important thing in life. It's the only thing you have of means or, or uh, you know, of meaning 
at the end of the day, like you said, you can be worth hundreds of millions, hundreds of billions. You can be worth a trillion dollars. You're going to die. Mm. You're going to die. And the only thing that you have at the end of the day, when you're on your deathbed, I don't care how much you've got. You can have all of the money, all of the property. You could be the king of the world. When you're on your deathbed, it's the people around you. That's the only thing that's going to matter. And you hear it over and over and over with people at the end of their lives, you know, laying on their deathbed. And I've seen a few of them. And that's what they talk about is those relationships, mm. what they would have, should have, or did do either one, you know, and, and that, you know, to me at the end of the day, at the end of my life, and I did something on fear the other day, you know, one of the last things I want to do is be on my deathbed or be meeting my maker and, you know, thinking about what I could have done, what I could have been, who I could have served, mm. you know, those types of things. So that's the stuff you don't want to take for granted. And, you know, 2020, you know, for some people financially, it's going to be the best year of their lives. And for others, it's going to be the worst year of their lives in a lot of different ways. And, uh, you know, I, my dad died a few years ago. He was in his seventies. He was 73. He was healthy, lean, in good shape, played golf every day, you know, volunteered at his church, whole nine yards out of the blue in January. I got a text from my mom. The sudden something wasn't right. He had a uh, brain tumor, grade four, stage four geoblastoma, mm. and he didn't make it six months, 73 years old. Wow. And, you know, people live into their 90s now that are in healthy, you know, good shape like him, non-smoker, non-drinker, you know, worked out the whole nine yards. And I watched him whittle away to nothing in six months. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, all he had around him was family and some friends. Mm. That's, you know, that's it. You ain't taking anything out of this world mm. except other souls. That's it. That's mm. all you can take with you. You know, so anyways. Long story short, when you're, you know, when you're thinking about that journey and you look at a year like 2020 and you think about what you take with you moving forward to me and then my stage in my life, especially, and I started this before the pandemic, you know, my life mostly and entirely and continuing forward is all about impact. Mm. How can I impact others? Just like you with your book and with your course and with your podcast and what you're doing, that we're at a stage in our life now where the impact that we can make the people that we can serve, the people that we can help is way more important than any real estate deal you can do, any amount of money you can make. That is the most important thing. If, if what we do every Monday and what you do every single day mm -hmm. helps one person change their life for the better, that, you know, that, that's worth it. Oh, I love that. Uh, I agree with all of that. Um, the other thing I think you hit on right when we opened about open or being in the hedge fund business that I think is real is um, yeah. in order to be in the top side of the K-shaped economy, which we've been talking about for six or nine months, there's only one piece that we should remember, and that is owning assets is good. Conservatively financed assets, right? So if you own homes or multiple real estate, good. If you, have, if you were in the stock market, good. Um, and, if you're, and if you don't, you, you likely aren't doing as well. Maybe there's a few exceptions if you're in the right industry or you had the right small business. Mm -hmm. But for most people, if you go back to February and you looked at their balance sheet and said, hey, do you have any conservatively financed rental properties? How are you in the stock market? You would probably know how they're doing today in December, right? Mm -hmm. People need to remember that, right? Uh, you don't have to own hundreds of units. I, I talk to most people just about getting to four. If you own mm -hmm. four rental properties going into this crisis, Sure, there's noise around the eviction uh, moratorium and forbearance and all of that. But to our earlier point, if you have reserves, you'll get through it. Um, 
but you're in a much better shape. I mean, I, I shared a chart. I think I did it on Instagram and my face or on my YouTube channel where they did a, a, the 50 states and they highlighted how much single family homes have gone up roughly in each state. California has gone up $34,000. It was second place mm -hmm. to, to Washington, which like 38 grand. The, the, the lowest was North Dakota at five grand. The takeaway from that is if you own some assets, right? More than one, right? If you own four, you're living pretty good, right? Four times 38 grand is roughly 152,000 bucks. So it's- um, Now these are tangible assets and I'll qualify. So maybe it's sure. not hedge funds. Some of, the, some of the hedge funds struggled, but the banks- Yes. The trading floors I knew the what you meant. are the yeah. ones they're making a fortune and they were the ones that were given the money zero interest so they could go out and lever it up and trade. Yeah. And they were allowed to do some things they shouldn't be allowed to do because they were creating these things that the fed was just buying, Agreed. you know, corporate bonds and, you know, this, that, and the other. So that's really where you wanted to be. But so to that point, <clears throat> you know, you can't fight the fed because they're pushing you into risk assets. But at the end of the day, stocks can be worth zero. They can vaporize overnight and they have. Companies can go out of business overnight with nothing left. Mm -hmm. Gold can become worth zero because you you know, you can't take gold to the store and spend it. You know, and if you have a if you have economic Armageddon and the dollar's worth zero and all that, gold's going to be meaningless. Mm -hmm. What's going to be of value is if you grow food, if you control fuel, if you have housing, mm -hmm. if you have clothing, shelter, you know, medical care you know if you have those types of things the core things that people need to survive and what did we learn in this pandemic we learned what is economic armageddon proof what is pandemic proof and that is you know general basic health care uh food gas obviously gas contracted because people weren't traveling as much but you still needed it mm -hmm. you know to, to get goods and services from point a to point b mm -hmm. transportation to move those goods and services and uh, the real estate assets that housed those goods and services, food, fuel, medical care, um, and shelter. So when you look at, at the end of the day, what do you want to own that you can't, that can't be ever worth zero? It's a tangible real estate asset yeah. that's always going to be something of trade. And if you go back to the beginning of civilization and, you know, property as we know it, I mean, all of the wealthy, wealthiest people in the world were landowners. They had yeah. property. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the last thing I want to highlight is we wrap up episode number one here that I've taken away from this and everybody watching this, this should be true. I hope it's true. You're going to survive 2020. 2020 was bad, right? You're going to survive. And you should A, take strength from that because this, for many of you, this will go down as the deepest, darkest crisis we've been through. So congrats, you survived. Now take the lessons and let's, let's go Let's go A, take advantage about what's coming because I think 2021 is going to be a great year. GDP up probably every quarter. It's certainly every quarter better than the quarter before it as momentum builds. And, you know, I want to see you get stronger, right? People watching this, I want to see you get stronger in 21, in 22, in 23. So uh, congratulations, you survived. And, um, you know, let's, let's have a great 2021. That's kind of how I want to finish this one. What do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm on board. And, you know, remember, you're in service, you're exchanging something of service and benefit to somebody for value in the business world, whatever it is, okay, we all have to make a living. Okay. So never, ever take for granted your job, your income, your customer, the next sale, that next, you know, whatever. It's not always going to be there as we've learned. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that you appreciate that which you have and make sure that you're prepared for it to not be there and understand what you need to do when that happens and be ready to pivot. So um, 20, 
2020 can, can, you know, I mean, we're almost done a couple of mm -hmm. weeks left. So there's not a whole lot more you can do with 2020, but 2021 can be the best year that you've ever had. Mm -hmm. And you want to position yourself from a standpoint of strength, a standpoint of gratitude, you know, understanding and appreciating the opportunities that, you know, may come your way in 2021. And, you know, maybe think a little bit differently when you have an opportunity that's put in front of you. Very, very cool. That was very, very well said. I will leave it there. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, man.